My name is James Vallejo, and my story is filled with broken pieces, bad choices, and ugly truths. But I also have peace in my soul, a God who saved my life, and the beginning of a major comeback, living victorious and glorious. And I believe God puts you in a place you don't belong to prepare you to thrive where you belong. And this is my story. Episode 9, The Exit. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's heard episode one all the way to here. This is the last episode that tells James' story as he served his 11 years in prison. After this, the life of James after prison, uh, we believe that James has ministry in him. He's going to be impactful um, out in the community and that journey has already begun so stay tuned don't think that it's over after episode nine i mean after chapter nine because after that we begin the episodes so thank you for joining us today and i hope that you enjoy this last part of james's story and here we go june 22nd i wake up at six o'clock in the morning this is my exit day. This is the day I'm leaving prison. And I'm excited, but I'm not too excited because they've pushed back my date several times, twice already. So I'm kind of in uh, like a, uh, when I leave the doors, I'll believe it type of uh, mentality right now. And so I'm ready, I'm prepared. I've uh, given my things to the people that I said I was gonna hand them to or leave them to and uh, I got my, my the rest of my stuff packed my Bibles my paperwork I got it packed and I'm ready to go and they come like around 8 o'clock and they tell me alright let's go and there's six other people that are leaving with me this day I didn't know because nobody else was up but me so I'm up and ready and these, I gotta wait on these guys because they're not ready we waited for them, and we 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 left uh, to the building. We had to go to the building at first, and this, then oh sorry, go ahead. And from the building, uh, we signed some paperwork, and they gave us clothes. So we gave them TDC clothes, and they exchanged it for Free World clothes or just slacks and a T-shirt. Tell me a little bit about the excitement that you felt that morning what were some of the thoughts did you start planning on what you were going to do your first hour out your first day out um was there particular people that you wanted to sit and talk to or how was your first few hours going to look when when you stepped out and what was your excitement level okay so i was um i was excited i was real excited but it was more of this is just another chapter in my life uh, I'm gonna live. I'm still living life. I'm still gonna do what God wants me to do. I'm just. This is in this chapter for prison life. It's over with, and I'm excited. But I'm not really excited like how I was when I first got my sentence, uh, because that was a. It was the start of a new life. It was a start of something great, and this is just another chapter in my life that I'm stepping into. So I was excited to leave prison, but I wasn't overjoyed like you would think, um, <clears throat> because I knew there was still more to come. I know this is not over. This life is not over with for me. So I'm thinking of it like that in future, in future time, future sense. 
what are, I guess, what are some of the uh, new things you learned about patients during this? Uh, you know, they kept delaying it. You didn't go, you didn't get out when you were supposed to, and and even the the last few minutes or hours, it was it must have been going really slow. Um, how did you kind of calm your, your your heart rate down, and uh, what brought you peace at that time? Just knowing that God got my back, because this is uh, I'm coming into a world where there's a lot of responsibilities, a lot of problems, a lot of things are happening out here, and it's it looks chaotic, it looks crazy from the inside, uh, it looks real fast paced, and so I'm just uh, I'm just holding on to God. I'm just thanking God, and I'm like, all right, I know you got my back, so that brings me peace, it brings me a calmness and a readiness for the next chapter. What were some of the things that God put in your heart um, that that you were going to do when you got out? Some of the, the ministry, some of the, the, you know, shirt and stuff. You were doing some printmaking while you were in there. So what are some of the things that you have planned uh, ministry-wise or just serving God w when you get out? So big-time goal is to have some type of halfway house or program for people coming out of prison and directing them towards Christ, helping, helping them out as soon as they get out. Uh, that's my big-time goal, having a, 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 some type of apartment complex for them so that we can have some type of program for these guys when, as they come out. Um, but God put in my heart victorious and glorious. And at first, it was shirts. Then he kind of implemented uh, my testimony in there from crime to Christ and is pushing it it's coming out like that now it's it's a ministry for youth for guys coming out of prison just letting them know giving them hope hey Jesus is the answer and he can help you out and he will help you out if you allow him to and not just in this life but in the life to come he'll give you eternal life um, so it's kind of it's turned into that. It's turned into me from Victorious and Glorious Apparel to Victorious and Glorious Ministries. Um, and, and my testimony is implemented there. And I'm going to implement other guys' testimonies from prison, from guys on the street. And we're going to go out and reach the communities, reach those guys, those tough guys, those hard souls uh, that, that people don't really want to go and touch. So, um, Okay, so the Victorious Glorious uh, logo, if you're on the Instagram or if you're listening to the podcast there'll be a link there and that is the brand that's gonna follow James and with that um, being the brand and then James's life his goal is to impact the community James has already started sharing his ministry not only here in the podcast but on a personal level with many people he's developing his himself he's developing his communication and his leadership right now as we speak and so you were telling me about some of the guys that are, your, are friends who are about to get out, uh, some within a year, some within several years, and you want to have a pathway set up for them so when they come out, uh, it can be a little, the transition can be a little bit easier. Uh, talk to us a, a little bit about, about that. Me getting out, I wasn't able to get my Texas ID and other documents that they were supposed to give me <clears throat> so I have to go through the avenues 
out here and out here there's long waiting lines there's appointments to be made and so it takes it's a long process out here uh so i want to be helping those guys getting out as and and having contact with them before they get out so that i will know exactly the day they will be coming out to have that stuff ready for them as they get out um I don't want them to be in the same shoes as me. I want them to have a job. I want them to have the documents that they need and to have uh, uh, that motivation and push to go forward um, in society and life. And, and But of course, I'm going to be helping them out spiritually, giving them advice, godly advice on how to live out here and how to survive these this chaotic world uh, as a Christian, as a believer. So uh, that's my main goal. and and. Um, I'm waiting for them guys those are my some of my very very dear friends um, some of them seeing parole to next year some of them in like three or four years but I'm, I'm waiting for them and I'm ready for them and I want to be prepared for these guys uh, as, as they get out and I know through the ministry we're gonna go be going back to prisons hopefully and speaking and doing uh, some some ministry in prison and uh, connecting with other guys and, and just helping other guys in there and that's that's the goal. That's my passion. That's what I want to do. And so you're you got your stuff gathered. What are some of the final doors that you have to go through uh, to reach that final door that when it closes, you're a free man. And when that door closes, who is waiting for you there? Talk to us about that and how you felt. OK, so I go through the process. They give me clothes and they're telling us there that we're free men right then and there as soon as they give us clothes because now we're civilians according to the books as soon as we have clothes that looks like other civilians so um talk to me about the clothes that you got i know there was I, it, it didn't necessarily fit you well or something no the pants they gave me were uh like 42 i were 32 so i had to hold them tight to my body but uh they gave me a, a plaid buttoned-up shirt, which didn't match the pants. The pants were uh, like a brown color, and so it didn't. It didn't. These, these pants are these clothes are not to look or fashionable or to look good. They're just to get out. And uh, we walk out the doors. I got my chain bag, and I'm holding it tight to my because I'm holding my pants at the same time. And. Uh, we're walking out. Everybody's sh starting to shake our hands. Now they're allowed to shake our hands and, and bid us goodwill and a good life um, as we're leaving the front door. <clears throat> and there's cars parked in front of the gate as uh, as we're walking out the gate at the front gate. Uh, and I recognize a couple cars because my, my I've seen pictures and my parents had those cars, but I know that they just recently bought a new car. So I don't know which car it is really. I'm just looking and I see my dad get out and I'm like, okay, and he's, he's closer to me. And so I walk that way, I go and I hug him. And it was a, a relaxed feeling. Like I, I, I had a sigh of relief, like, all right, it's it's over with. Officially, this is over with. Let me stop you right there, real quick. What were some of the first words you exchanged with your dad? I told him I love him, um, and then I, I missed him, and then I got into the car, and my because my mom couldn't get out. My mom was was breaking down, and so she was crying. But uh, I got in the car, and I I, uh, I I told her I loved her, and I'm finally out. And she was like, 
yeah, you're finally coming home. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm staying home. So uh, it was it was a good little moment. Uh, How did you feel when you saw your mom? <laughs> uh, I just, I felt relief. I felt I'm finally coming home. I felt happy. I felt secure. Like, And my mom keeps saying this, that when I got out and she saw me in the car, it was like a piece that was missing from her life was put into place. So I can may I can relate to that the way she said that because I felt kind of the same thing. I was always missing something and when I got into the car I felt okay, I'm good. This is it. And so uh, I, that it was it was a it was a relief to finally come home. It was finally. How did you feel sitting in that back seat driving and seeing you know the sky like that free for the first time and kind of just leaning back and taking it all in so i kept i almost broke my neck turning around looking at everything um back and forth back and forth looking around and then they had gifts for me so they had a couple shirts some clothes um and a phone they gave they had bought me a phone so i was going through there trying to figure it out i didn't know how to turn it on I didn't know where the the on switch was or the on button was. Uh, so yeah, 11, was, 11 years ago, I think we had the flip phone. Yeah, I had a flip phone 11 so years ago. So it, it's changed quite a bit since then. So, okay, so you're driving, and then when you're driving, when do you take a moment to yourself to kind of take it all in and then say, you know, thank you, God, and now my new chapter begins? When does that happen? So we get to the Whataburger, which is like 20 minutes away, and... It's there where I kind of, they're ordering the food and I'm kind of, I kind of sit back and I'm like, all right, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to make it. You've allowed me to come this far. You've kept me here and I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me about, so you order a hamburger meal. Tell me about that first meal. Tell me how it tasted, tell me how it felt, (laughs) tell me the atmosphere at the table with your parents. Did you order one meal, two meals? It was one meal. It was only one. (laughs) We were in the car. We took it to go. We didn't stay. Uh, So in the car, though, I mean, it was Whataburger. I I don't need to say anymore, but I I like Whataburger. Whataburger is my favorite place, and so that's why we stopped there. Um, But it it was... so savory my mouth was watering as soon as we got to the water burger um man it was so good uh, the juices everything it was perfect but it's because i was eating food that was bland for 11 years so it really didn't have any taste when we if we put we had to bring our own seasonings and things to the chow hall to put flavor in the food so to have a a burger that was so tasty was was perfect in that moment for me and so how long was the drive home that day? It was two hours. What else did y'all talk about? What else did you say on that two-hour drive? Talked about family, my brother, my sister, um, sister-in-law, my cousins in Mexico, my cousins over here. I was just, they were recapping on a lot of events that I missed out and what was going on, what were the new things going on and with my family. And, uh, and then... Uh, we went to go my mom had brought it up she's like you want to see timothy he lives close by and so i'm like yeah let's do that let's do that and tim describe who tim is a little bit so timothy is my best friend since childhood we were uh, raised in the same church 
and um, basically he's a he's a couple months older than me so uh, we're, we're the same age we grew up together we were babes together so I mean we did all we did everything we could together we hung at each other's house and throughout the years or whatever so they was my best friend and uh, he's he's also Timothy Ramos is his name so the Ramos family is the leaders in Refuge Church they're the leaders at Refuge Church so that's where I grew up uh, when it was hit to my knee and uh, but that's that's who he is and so my mom was like you want to go see Timothy he lives right he lives close by well he's on the way to the house and I'm like yeah sure call him and so my mom tells him that she he she has a Father's Day gift for him and he's like well this is the address come by thanks and so he's he's kind of weirded out he's like I don't know what's going on and uh, so we get to the house my my mom and dad ring the doorbell and I stand on the side hiding and he opens the door he's like hey hey come in come in and then I step out and he's like he's taken back and he's like oh my god is this real so he hugs me and he's like oh you're out bro it's, it's good to see you it's good to see you and then he steps back and takes a moment and is like I need to catch my breath hold on hold on and he kind of stoops over and getting up and trying to catch his breath and I'm like are oh, you all right you're right so but it was a good little moment man I had fun we had a little tour of the house and um, so yeah it was it was a good time it was a good time from but from there Tim wanted to go see Nando he was like let's go see Nando and so we did that and tell me about Nando so Fernando Laris is another one of my best friends and we make a trio it's me Nando and Tim and Nando's the oldest out of all out of the three and uh, but we also grew up in church together um, and uh, so he's my best friend and we, we, we lived in the same area. Me and Nando kind of lived in the same area, so we hung out a little bit more. And uh, But, uh, so yeah, it was a trio, and we went to go visit him. Um, and it was funny because Tim is telling Nando that he has a Father's Day gift for him. And so we roll up to the house, and, and there, we, we recorded both incidents, both times. So... Uh, my mom has that on file, but anyway, uh, I'm hiding, and Tim had just bought me some shoes, so he has the box with the shoes in it. As as Nando's opening the door, he's like, "Here, bro," and then I pop out from the side, and Nando's eyes just get wide, and he's like, "What? What's going on, man?" And he hugs me, and he he just man, we have a little embrace time. He's uh, and he's more. He's more of the emotional brother that we have. So uh, we hu we hug for a little moment and then kind of get up, kind of separate. And he's like, "Man, it's good to see you out." We eat for a little, we eat there and chill for a little bit. And and his wife and his and his son and his daughter are there, so we kind of have fun with the kids. And um, how are you feeling now? How is it? Is it feeling more real? Is is this day going slow? Are you smiling on the outside, smiling on the inside? what's going on so I'm smiling all the way around and this day is the best day of my life so far because um, I'm I'm being I'm with family I'm with they're my best friends but I consider them family I consider them brothers so uh, to be there with them and just 
and not having barriers or walls between us and not being able to stay there as long as I want was enjoyable. That was what I needed. That's what I wanted. And it was just, uh, um, it was just letting me know that I am free. It was a confirmation. Hey, you're free. You can, you're out here now. Now you're able to live life with your family. What, what are some of the memorable things that y'all, uh, maybe words that y'all exchanged between Nando and Tim? Um, it's just, there was so many, there were so many things. We said, we said a lot of stories. They asked me some questions. So we went through there. Uh, I gave them some stories, but, uh, we were having fun. We were just having fun. Um, I got to meet their, their families. I got to meet, uh, I, I, cause I did I knew of Priscilla, which is Nando's wife before they got married. And while they were dating, I met her, but I never knew her as husband and wife. And I never knew their kids either. Uh, so I got to meet their families, and it, it was it was like meeting my family. So it was fun. It was good. Uh, same thing with Tim. Uh, so it was it was a fun experience. It was a good experience. There was a lot of words being exchanged. A lot of stories were being told. So it was it was it was a lot of I love yous. A lot of I miss yous. A lot of I'm glad you're here, um, and we're gonna do this. We're gonna live. We're gonna do some things. So that was it. So take me, okay, you, you, you finish the visit with your friends, you head home. What is, who's waiting there? What's your, when you walk into your house, what is that experience like? So my sister's there waiting for me. Um, we, so she kind of knows what's going on. She knows that they went to go, that I'm getting out. But we surprise her. I mean, she doesn't know exactly when I'll be home. So surprise her and we have a good loving embrace and she's like I miss you she's crying and so it, it was a good moment and then my mom is, is steadily inviting the whole family mm -hmm. so family's coming over cousins are coming over my grandma and grandpa are coming over um, and so all these people are coming in contact with you do you feel do, do you, at any moment do you feel like man I just I just need to catch my breath or did you take it in pretty pretty smooth because that's a drastic change to what you're used to right right um, and as soon as I get there and I, I, I see my sister, I hug her, we embrace, and then kind of I separate myself and I go into my room and I just pray. So that was a, it was a, it was an emotional time for me. So I, that was the time where I kind of just let it all out and just me and God, it was just a thankfulness to God. And so it was a good moment for me. It's what I needed at the time. And that's what helped me whenever my family came over to, to be steady, to be strong, but, and to enjoy it and not to, to break down or anything. But so, yeah, that, that's what kept me. It was my just pouring out to God right before everybody got there. So by this time, are you feeling tired? Are you feeling like a bit overworked? And, and what's the, when does the last person leave and, and the moment where you put your head down uh, to go to sleep, how, how far is that? Um, I really don't even remember. I just remember that everybody was there. Uh, we were enjoying the time. We were laughing. We were having fun, telling stories, uh, remembering old times, remembering the new times. Uh, so, and then... Uh, I can't even remember when we went to sleep, when I laid down, but I just remember I, I fell asleep with a smile on my face. I do remember that. Now, you were telling me that when you fell asleep and you got on the bed, 
that you weren't really comfortable. Tell me about your first <laughs> few nights of sleep and why it was uncomfortable. So for a week, I couldn't sleep on the bed. I could lay on the bed. I couldn't sleep on the bed. Um, so I had to sleep on the floor where it was more, it was firm. It was hard because uh, that, that's what I was used to. I was used to hard surfaces, how firm did you mattresses. Feel, how did you feel when you were on the, on the soft mattress? My back felt like out of shape, like it was bent sideways or whatever. And it just didn't feel right. It didn't, I didn't like it. So I couldn't sleep. It was bothering my back and I kept moving and moving around. So I just slept on the floor. But the way I transitioned from the floor to the bed was I would lay on my bed a lot just to get my back used to the soft mattress. And uh, so I sleep on my back. Uh, so that's how I, I, my back was, I was getting my back used to the, the soft mattress like that. Uh, just laying on it every day throughout the day for about a week and a half. I, then finally I was able to sleep on the mattress. And so when did you get out? June 22nd. June 22nd. So going June on June 23rd up to now, James has eaten at many restaurants. He's hung out with many friends. The church has embraced him and welcomed him in with open arms. His, his uh, childhood friendships have been uh, reestablished. He's gotten time to spend uh, quality time with his cousins. He's got a big family. Um, He's been able to talk to his dad and his mom and catch up. And God has already been working in James up to this point, prep, uh, preparing him for what's to come. And so, James, this is the final chapter of your testimony. And so I just want to give you a few moments just to share uh, what, how, whatever you like, whether it be a recap from from every chapter, whether it just be something from your heart, um, but we'll finish your testimony with your final words. So I just want to thank y'all guys for listening from chapter one all the way to now. Um, it's a blessing, even though I don't know some of you or most of you. Uh, it's a blessing because it's a start of something, and you are the beginnings of this. And I thank you guys. Um, and I want to shout out to my friends. When they do get out and they listen to this, they'll hear this. Uh, I'm waiting for you. I'm ready for you. I'm preparing for you. And we're going to do something big because I know God got our back. Uh, he's preparing soldiers in there, and we were soldiers in there. And now when we get out, we're going to be soldiering for him out here. Um, so y'all get ready. I'm getting ready. Uh, we're going to do this. And thank you guys again. Uh, God bless you. I love you. Uh, keep the faith. Stay focused on him. Stay rooted and grounded in him. Stay connected to him. And everything's going to be all right. Even though it might not look all right, it'll be all right. <laughs>